Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 151. This time, I ramble a little bit about a Hearthstone deck, because I don't have anything else to talk about. The new stuff I was going to do, I'm either not doing, or it isn't actually out yet. And I've been in a lot of pain and kind of sad, and so there's a lot of emotional stuff going on, so I haven't really thought about anything new to talk about. So that's really all I've got this week, so it will probably be pretty short. But hopefully it will help you out if you're playing, might give you some good ideas, and hopefully you'll enjoy the show. Deck Strategies with Rabbit. So this Hearthstone deck is probably pretty cheap to construct. It's mostly basic cards and some common cards. There's only a few epic cards, and I think that's as high as it gets. I don't think it gets above epic. But as a newer player, you should be able to construct it or, you know, put it together from cards you already have pretty easily. This deck is for Paladin, and I call it Pawns and Kings. It's mostly a speed deck, or what some are referring to as a rush deck, and rush is, like, specifically from StarCraft, so that's another Blizzard game, so people are probably more familiar with that. Speed deck is more a term that came from, you know, 20 years ago when Magic the Gathering started. And a speed deck focuses on the early game, so pretty much turn 1 to 6 is where you'll be strongest. After that, it will get a bit tougher to manage. But it's also partly a control deck, so once you do get to that sort of mid and late game time from about turn 6 on, you should be able to keep things pretty well controlled. In some cases, you should be able to control maybe a little bit even earlier than that. So it's kind of a hybrid between a speed deck and a control deck. I'm not super pro at Hearthstone, so don't think you're going to all of a sudden do really awesomely with this deck. I would guess if I wasn't disconnecting so often and I had more chances to play, I would probably hover more around rank 18 to 16, usually because of disconnects and because of not being able to play for days at a time. I'll usually hover more around rank 18 to 16. But like I said, hopefully this deck will be easier for you to construct in terms of arcane dust cost. And maybe it'll give you some ideas to think about, even if you can think of something better. You know, maybe it'll give you some cool ideas for a deck or give you something cool to think about to further improve your good decks. So for this deck, I will discuss the Paladin cards first, and then the very few neutral cards I have after the Paladin cards. Paladin's hero power is summon a 1-1 minion. So that right there gives you pretty much an endless supply of little tiny guys. The issue with that is you pretty much want to summon one every turn in order to keep up an army. 
because there's several other heroes and other smaller damaging abilities that will get rid of them pretty quickly. So you kind of want to stay ahead of the game. I'm not saying, you know, sacrifice a good move with a card if you can, but that's kind of the biggest strength with this deck is it's sort of designed around your ability to always have, you know, some little small minion on the board. The first card is Blessing of Might, which is a basic card. I have two of them in my deck. It costs one mana, and it gives plus three attack to a minion. This is really best spent on minions that have pretty much at least three health or more. You can put them on the smaller minions, you know, your free 1-1, and that's a pretty good boost in damage. But because they are so short on health, they are quite vulnerable to getting popped very quickly. So be very careful when and how you play this. In most cases, it might be best saved for sort of mid-game when, you know, that 1-1 isn't such a big deal anymore. You want to, you know, have bigger critters out there. That being said, it might be okay for a surprise attack. Say somebody drops something that's like 5 or 6 attack and it only has, you know, 4 health. You might want to drop this on one of your 1-1 minions and just get rid of him. Because that would be a pretty good trade. Hand of Protection is another basic card. I have two of them in my deck. It costs one mana. And what this does is we'll put a divine shield around a minion, which protects it from all damage for that one attack. This is really best saved for sort of your bigger minions. You can put it on a 1-1, but that kind of defeats the point because it blocks all damage. So it's really more helpful to have on a a 5-5 minion, you know, or even bigger in some cases. However, there's sort of a fine balance between protecting something that's really big and, you know, protecting something too small. If you've got some really big awesome minion and you put a bubble around him, that just further increases the chance it'll get polymorphed or hexed or, you know, otherwise instantly killed. There's sort of a balance. You know, you don't want it to be too small and you don't want it to be too big. But it certainly can allow you to do something like, you know, bubble your minion and then do a trade with an opponent's minion, and you have no worry about losing the minion because, you know, you're in a bubble and protected from damage. So that's really the best use for it. You can also use it sort of as an insurance. If you're playing a mage who has, like, a lot of AE, it'll protect him from, you know, one AE blast. So there's many uses for the card. Humility is another basic card. I have two of them in my deck. They cost one mana. And this changes a minion's attack, whatever that value is, to a a 1. So I like to save this as sort of an emergency, hold it off until mid or late game when a big minion is dropped, and it's like, poof, now your attack's 1. Ha 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 ha. Note though, it will still be affected by any kind of boosts that happen. So if it has an enrage ability, if it has an ability where it gains, you know, plus attack for whatever, it will still gain that. But it is really nice, you know, your opponent drops something like a 5-5 minion and then you poof, now you're one attack, I don't have to worry about you. And then in many cases, you know, depending on the class you're playing, you can pretty much just ignore it. You don't even have to kill it right away. Only things like with Priest or maybe Druid or some other classes that have buffing abilities, do you really want to get rid of it right away? In some cases, like Mage, you know, you really don't have to worry about it. Once you drop it down to one attack, it's pretty much not going to get buffed. So that is best saved for kind of high threat minions that have a lot of attack or 
I know, something like a legendary that would be really dangerous with a big attack. Or even smaller minions with Wind Fury, something like a 3-3 with Wind Fury, you know, they'd do 6 damage if you don't get that silenced or reduce it in some way. You drop this on them, now the most they can do is 2 damage. That's a lot better than 6. Noble Sacrifice is common. It is a secret. I have one of these in my deck, and it costs 1 mana. What happens when the enemy attacks, doesn't matter if they're attacking your hero or your minions, whenever they attack, this will summon a 2-1 defender, and whatever they were attacking, they're not going to attack that, they're going to attack the defender instead. So this is really good to drop sort of right before you know the opponent's going to attack you, and they have something that has just one or two life left on it. You'd be surprised at how many people will still attack you, even though, you know, they're vulnerable to the secret and might even know that's the secret. Some opponents will, you know, figure out this is what you dropped and they'll kind of avoid attacking you. So indirectly, even if they try and save the minion and hold off an attack, you know, that's, you know, however many turns they wait where they don't attack. So they attack and they die or they hold off the attack. You're still in a winning position. Repentance is a common card. It is a secret. I have two of them in my deck. And this is probably one of my favorite paladin secrets, if not the favorite paladin secret. Because how it works is when your opponent plays a minion, it will reduce its health to one. As it doesn't work for summoned creatures through spells or hero powers, it actually has to be, you know, a card that they play on the board that becomes a minion. And it's not damage, so they can't heal it. So if it's a big creature and it gets, you know, reduced down to one, they can't heal it right after. They have to silence it if they want to clear the effect. They can clear it, but I've really never seen anybody clear it to, you know, get their health back. And again, even if they figure out that's what the secret is, pretty much if you wait until about turn four or later, chances are they've run out of smaller minions, so they're just going to have bigger minions. So even if it just works as a deterrent to them playing a bigger minion, you know, it's still a win-win situation for you. And again, like I just said, you know, you want to kind of hold this off until sort of more mid-game or later. I usually wait until whatever turn it is that my opponent would have four mana on their turn or more, because there's really no point in putting it out earlier than that. Earlier than that, you're just going to reduce something from maybe a 3-2 to a 3-1. There's really no point in that. It's really wasted. It's much better off waiting until mid-game when they're dropping things with like 5 and 6 or more health. It's much more effective then. Even more so if you can have, you know, a couple of your hero summoned minions that are, you know, 1-1 already on the board. You know, the secret goes off. They're going to be like, well, poop. Now I've lost this minion unless I get rid of those 1-1 minions that my opponent has on the board. Because otherwise it's like when it gets to your turn, you just throw one of your 1-1 minions at it. No big deal. Because you just hero power and get another 1-1 minion where they've lost, you know, some big critter. Equality is rare. I have two of them in my deck. It costs two mana. And this is probably one of the most versatile spells you'll have. But it's also kind of a double-edged sword. What it does is it changes the health of all minions on the board to become one health. So you'd have to silence it to undo that effect. It can't be healed back because it's not damage. 
But it does happen to all minions. So all the opponent minions, all of your minions, all the minions. But this is a really great counter to having, you know, opponent who's played, you know, three or four big minions, or maybe they just dropped that, you know, really big legendary you don't have any way to deal with. You can drop this down and then, you know, very easily get rid of them with your 1-1 hero summon minions. And if you follow it up with Consecration, you know, that's an easy board wipe for you and you still have your minions around. They're vulnerable, but, you know, that, that cleared the board of your opponent's minions. Or you could follow it up with Avenging Wrath and clear out several minions. Or if you have, you know, one of your weapons, you can easily clear them out and take care of them. Argent Protector is common. I have two of them in my deck. It costs two mana. He is a minion that is 2-2. And he has a battle cry that gives another friendly minion Divine Shield. He's really good. And again, he's kind of better saved for mid or maybe even late game. Because that Divine Shield does have, you know, increased value on higher minions. You know, you don't want to put it on a 1-1 unless you're completely dominating the early game. So he's really kind of better saved for later game. However, since he has a 2-2, he does die pretty easily once you get to about mid-game or later. So it is, again, sort of a balance of when you want to play him. You don't want to play him too early, but you probably don't want to play him too late. Otherwise, he's just serving like a cheap divine shield and you know nothing more the sword of justice is epic and i only have one of them in my deck it costs three mana it is a one five weapon however you really want to use it for its effect not so much for doing damage directly as its effect is that whenever you summon a minion it gives that minion plus one health and plus one attack and it loses a durability for that So while it can be used to do that one last point of damage to a minion, it really is better saved to sort of boost the minions you summon, because it does work with your hero power. So you're summoning two twos instead of one ones. So it's much better to sort of reserve and hold back for that. However, be mindful to watch if your opponent is running a deck that has weapon-destroying minions or other weapon-destroying abilities. Can't think of any off the top of my head. But if they can destroy a weapon, you do want to be very careful when you play this. Note too, this does pair with the Defender, which is summoned by Noble Sacrifice. So if, for some reason, he's attacking with a 1-1 creature, and Noble Sacrifice gets triggered, that Defender will be 3-2 instead of 2-1. And he might actually survive the attack. I've had it happen to me once before. Kind of surprising. Then you just throw something like Blessing of Kings on him and laugh at your opponent, because that's pretty cool. But just something to consider, you know, if you have that chance to make that combo happen, it is kind of cool when it does happen. The Aldor Peacekeeper is rare. I have two of them in my deck. He is three mana. He is a 3-3 minion with a battle cry that changes an opponent's minion's attack to one. So he's pretty much... A really strong sort of mid-game card because he is, you know, a 3-3 on his own. But more importantly, you know, your opponent puts out that big minion or puts down a minion and buffs it a couple of times. You know, that battle cry is really, really powerful and helpful. The opponent's minion that they thought was really awesome now has basically no attack. And you don't usually have to worry about it after that. Blessing of Kings is basic card. I have two of them in my deck. 
It costs 4 mana, and it gives a minion plus 4 attack and plus 4 health. So this is where you turn those pawns into kings. It's pretty much safe to use it on whatever minion you want. It's often a little bit more effective on minions that are a little bit bigger. But if they're too big, you know, that might just make them a big target for those kill powers that, you know, instantly destroy them or, you know, something like Hex or Polymorph that turns them into something that's not useful. So it's, again, sort of a balance. But this is where the term pawns and kings comes from. Because, you know, you got little guys and then later game you can buff them up with various things. Consecration is a basic card. I have two of them in my deck. It costs four mana. This is really your only controlled AE. It deals two damage to all enemies. Again, this can be paired with equality. And then you can just board wipe your opponent. Be very sure to play them in the correct order. You know, equality first to get their health down to one and then consecrate to get rid of them. It's even pretty useful if you don't combo it with equality, though I would say, you know, its best value is right after equality. And you certainly don't want to use it just on one or two minions. You know, it's not real effective, only having two damage. So it is best to either save for emergencies or pair with something else. Hammer of Wrath is a basic card. I have two of them in my deck. They cost four mana. They deal three damage and draw you a card. There's not a lot of card draw in this deck, so it is one of the few cards that actually gets you card draw. So be very careful how much you play out of your hand, because you're going to run short on cards pretty quickly with this deck. Holy Wrath is rare. It costs 5 mana. I only have 1 in my deck, because it's kind of a, a mixed bag. Sometimes it's really great, sometimes it's not. And this card allows you to draw a card... And then you do damage to a target equal to that cost. So you'll pretty much cast it on a minion, and then it'll draw the card and do whatever damage that cost is for that card. That's why I said it's kind of a mixed bag, because a lot of the cards in this deck are lighter cards. So chances are you're probably only going to do around 3 points of damage. So it's not real reliable, you can't count on it doing a lot of damage. But it is a good way to get a card, and you know, do a little bit of damage at the same time. Avenging Wrath is an epic card, so you might have to craft this one. It probably won't be in most people's decks to start with. I have one in my deck. It costs six mana, so it's kind of a late game card. And what it does is it deals eight damage to randomly selected targets. Pretty much a few different conditions I'll use this card in. One is you can play it after equality. You know, you've reduced his side of the board down to all one health. You play this. Chances are you're probably going to do a few points of damage to the hero and wipe out his board. You can also do it just by itself if he's got a couple of sort of medium-sized minions. You're probably going to do most of the damage to something that's got like four or five health. So chances are if he's got a couple minions at four or five health, you're probably going to damage them pretty badly because, you know, eight points there's a reasonable chance they're going to get about two or three points of damage each, as well as, you know, a few points on the hero. You can use it when there are no minions on the board just to do all eight points to his face, but I really don't recommend that one unless you know it's going to put you really close to winning or, you know, be the final blow, because you never know. You might do that, and then they might make a comeback through healing or armor right after that, and then you've pretty much just wasted it. It's much better used as sort of a control card to clear out the board. 
Guardian of Kings is your big minion. He costs 7 mana. He is a 5-6 minion. And he has a battle cry that restores 6 health to your hero. This is really the only way to regain health in this deck. So it's kind of important to put him out you know, as quick as you can if you're in trouble. But you might want to hold him off a little bit if you're not hurt and not in a bad position. Because, you know, otherwise you're just going to waste that battle cry effect. The neutral cards for this deck are as follows. Iron Beak Owl is a common card. I have two of them in my deck. He costs two mana. He is a 2-1 minion. And he has a battle cry of silencing a minion. This deck is kind of short on silences. Mostly it deals with things by reducing them down to one attack. So things that need to be silenced, you've really got to save these Iron Beak Owls for that. And be very, very, very careful when you play them. Because like I said, they are your only means of silence. You have, you know, a bunch of different ways to control the board, you know, through killing minions. But if silencing is really the only way to deal with it, this guy is your only chance. So play him very carefully. Torin Warrior is common. I have one in my deck. He costs three mana. He is a 2-3 minion with taunt and an enrage effect of plus three. He's pretty much your only early defender. He's basically the only taunt card I have in the entire deck. So you are vulnerable to getting smashed in the face. But it is, you know, as I said, sort of a speed slash control deck. So you're hopefully able to keep the opponent's side of the board pretty clear or, you know, keep it in control at least. So you don't really need a whole lot of taunt. One way you can help him survive is, you know, keep him bubbled. So, you know, if damage does happen to him, you know, he gets that extra hit. And he does give you, you know, a taunt option for the early game if he comes out in your draw. The Defender of Argus is rare. I have one in my deck. He costs four mana. He is a 2-3 minion, and he has a battle cry that he gives adjacent minions an additional attack point and health point, as well as taunt. So he's really good if you have a couple of your hero power minions out there that are 1-1. Drop him between them. That makes him 2-2s with taunt. So he's a good way to give you a little bit of taunt if you need it. If you don't need it, obviously you might want to save it because the deck is kind of short on taunt. But again, you know, control should make up for it. And that's it for the deck. Hopefully it comes out to the right number. They kind of have to make notes and do it while I'm offline. I can't just, you know, look at my deck list while I'm online. So if I missed anything, my bad. And hopefully, you know, I'm not the greatest of players, like I said. But hopefully this will give you some ideas or give you a deck to at least try out and mess around with. And maybe you might learn something from that. But hopefully, you'll have a good time with it either way. So news this week is pretty much the same as last time. South Park Stick of Truth is now out. I haven't picked it up yet. It's not getting overwhelmingly good reviews. People do seem to like it quite a bit, but there are 
lots of mentions of bugs and little things like the conversations will repeat a lot of times You know, if you do something. So there are some minor issues people have with it. One other thing I saw was that apparently the creators kind of went a little overboard with some of the references they couldn't get away with in the show. So if you are buying it for you know a younger player, be very mindful of the rating. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but apparently there's a lot of stuff in there that would not be on the show that did you know kind of surprise the reviewers. Walking Dead Season 2 Episode 2 is also now out. If you had the season pass, go ahead and just log in and it should update it for you. 300 Rise of an Empire is now out. It's not out for me until tomorrow because I'm recording this on Wednesday. So I guess I'll talk about that next time. thought I was going to talk about it this time, but it's not out yet. So next time. Dark Souls 2 for PC, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360 is due out on March 11th. Titanfall for PC, Xbox 360, and Xbox One is also due out March 11th. Infamous Second Son, which is a PlayStation 4 exclusive, is due out on March 22nd. And that's it for the news. Secret song. I love you all night long. I can't stand to see you go. Secret song. I love you so. Wait. Good enough. So that's it for this week's Rabbit's Rumblings. No Pirate's Treasure. Kind of have to cut the ending short. My tummy and stuff have been very unhappy while I've been recording. So I need to get out of here and get somewhere where I don't have to worry about that. Been feeling kind of sick. Maybe I'm sicker than I thought. Kind of having to overdose on the medicine a lot. So I might be hiding an underlying cold because... I have, you know, sick-like symptoms, which could be overdose from the medicine, or it could be, you know, an actual cold. I'm not quite sure. Feeling kind of feverish and chillish right at the moment, so I don't know. But hopefully everybody out there had an okay time and is not feeling sick. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. This isn't happening, Dale. We're not here. It's just a bad dream. Oh, I agree completely. Why, we'll wake up any minute to Harper and have a laugh about all this. Blessing of Kings is a basic card. I have two of them in my deck. It costs four manion. What? Hammer of Wrath is a basic card. I have two of them in my... Avenging Wrath is probably the most difficult card you'll have. Avenging Wrath is the most rare card. It's not getting over the...
Checkmate. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html. When you type rabbits ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit dot com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2014 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.